welcome to Radio Brews News, the Goodification Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, colleague, co-host, executive producer, Tong Master, and all-around good guy, Peter Prof Pilsner Mitchum. Pete, welcome to the show. G'day, Matt. G'day, listeners. Have we run out of beer-related uh, intro taglines? We're... We've got... Oh, no, no. Well, beer is food. Oh, of course. I say. And... Beer is food. And uh, so, you know, now it, it, it's arguable about whether KFC is food, but, you know, beer is food. So I thought I'd go for a food-related thing. And uh, I thought maybe you were know, going for something... The goodification of craft beer. I thought you might have been going for something subliminal there in the same way that the 11 secret herbs and spices, nine of which are salt, um, is translated into Radio Brews News. You're kind of saying, look, you get lots and lots and lots of different uh, spices and herbs, but really they're all the same. I was hoping you weren't going down that oh, mate. that road. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for a future podcast, I think. Um, just a little <laughs> bit of a teaser for the audience. Um, oh, okay. But uh, I, I, I will say that if I was at, I, if I, I was at all that. interested in craft, in uh, <laughs> if I was all interested in um, fast food, I'd be railing against the absence of salt from the eleven secret herbs and spices if they name the other ones. But anyway, we'll we'll just uh, leave that hang, listeners. <laughs> Uh, in a week or two, all will be revealed. I've just got an email just come through here. Uh, apparently, the 12th herb and or spice is thyme. <laughs> thyme, T-H-Y-M-E or T-I-M-E? Ah, I can't give away too much. Did I, did I tell you that I am working with a local brewer up here to make a beer with thyme in it, the herb yeah, is thyme? Is that Bacchus? Uh, is that Bacchus? Yeah. Yes, it, it, it is, and hopefully it will be the only beer that can honestly say that thyme is the fifth ingredient, but we'll, uh, again, leave that hang. Hey, uh, Prof, we had three winners to our uh, Hendo competition yes. last week. Three, three people actually sent us an email. Three, So we know at least three people three, listened. Well, no, no, we had more than three. Uh, they were the three that won, and one of those was Dan Summers, who, whose ears obviously pricked up when we uh, talked about his uh, uh, him and his podcast. Um, who else was there? There was... Some of our regulars. They were. Um, and you've, um, yeah, question without notice, I'm just going through my uh, T-shirts. No, no, here we go. Uh, uh, Brett Terrell, who's a, who's the first time we've heard from Brett, um, he picked one up. Um, although he did say in his uh, entry, okay, I suffered through all one hour and 14 minutes of the episode. Can I please have a T-shirt? Actually, no, can I get a T-shirt? Not even please. Um, so he won. He was yep. a winner. And he um, listed, Dennis Stewart, he listed uh, I think, he, was he the XL? Uh, double XL? Yeah, you're getting an extra small. He was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there was uh, Dennis Stewart, who's, who uh, is a regular listener of, uh, of the podcast, and Frozen Summers. So there you go. Well done, guys. Thank you for listening all the way through. Um, the T-shirts are on the way. Don't, the T-shirts it, will be... Will be uh, the T-shirts are on their way. And if you are hanging around for uh, a competition today, don't bother. We're not giving anything away. So uh, if, if you want to win stuff, um, you may as well turn off now. But if you uh, if you don't want to just win stuff and you want a bit of a edumacation in the uh, whole world of uh, goodification of beer, um, we who are we speaking to today, Prof? Uh, today we are going. Uh... Did I lose you? Did, did, I, did I lose you uh, with my uh, Ned Flanderisms? <laughs> Not at all. No, no, no. no his was Ned, Ned, Nedification. Nedification. Okay. Yeah, edumacation, something that Homer would say. But anyway, digress. Uh, today we are talking to one of the uh, board members of CBIA, which is the Craft Beer Industry Association, uh, and that is uh, Matt Beebe, known to perhaps some of our listeners uh, as. Uh, general manager, general 
I won't say dog's body, he kind of holds everything together down at Mornington Peninsula Brewery down here in Victoria. Well, well, the artists get on and create fine art. That's it. Or the, or, or, or the brewers get on and grew. But it just depends on how poetic you want to be about the whole thing. Being a bit esoteric today, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, mate. It's the lack of sleep. Is that what it is? Yes, yes. But listeners, uh, when the uh, Beer Lover's Guide to Australia is released, all will be revealed. All, all, How's that for another part? Anyway, get on with uh, telling you who we're speaking to today. Yeah, we're speaking to Matt B. In case you weren't listening, try to keep up. Um, who is a board member of the Craft Brewers Industry Craft Beer Industry Association? Let's get into it. And we're joined by Matt Beebe. Matt, thanks for joining Radio Brews News. No worries, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, so, Matt, just on um, before we start talking about the CBIA, if we can uh, just run off a little bit about Mornington um, Peninsula Brewery, and we spoke to AJ a little while ago. And uh, for, for those who don't know, you, another role that you'd possibly have would be something like I don't know, maybe cat herder or, um, you know, wrangler uh, of small children, because you have a fairly extensive, um, I guess, shareholder uh, profile or, um, you know, model down there, and you have quite a few different sort of um, people involved in the ownership of, of the brewery. Sometimes it must feel like you've, um, you've got a lot on your plate trying to uh, organise, you know, what beer do we do next and how do we promote and all the different areas of, I guess, got uh, a lot of different opinions. Yeah, I think having 19 shareholders, um, uh, again, when you look at starting a new business, um, I suppose capital is one of the main things that you've got to have enough of to get you through. Um, cash flow is always important. Having 19 shareholders has actually never been a problem. Um, we, um, we've come together um, as sort of friends of friends of friends and um, uh, we always have a, a very much a similar out- outlook of what we like to do and how we want to achieve it. Um, they really leave the running of the business to myself um, and Andrew and um, you know and, and our sales guy. So realistically, we always sort of find a level playing field and what we what we want to do and how we want to do it. So um, I've actually got my AGM next week. So um, hopefully they're all happy with the last year's figures. And that leads um, very seamlessly and uh, nicely into, I guess, the craft beer industry association. Uh, I guess in that respect, uh, having to bring lots of uh, perhaps disparate views, lots of uh, different uh, business models and uh, a range of personalities all together under the one banner of, uh, of craft beer. Uh, how, how, how's the journey been so far? With us, with CBIA? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, it's initially, I mean, the steering committee that was put forward, um, you know, about a year ago, and they were in place for about a year. They were, they were, I mean, their, their main thing was to try and get the industry to a certain level or association to a certain level where a board could then take over and really start putting some runs on the board. Um, you know, there, there's a mixed bunch between us all. We know we've got brewers, uh, we've got people from, you know, WA, um, you know, Tasmania, all up the eastern seaboard as well. And I think what you find is that you've got, you may have different views, different opinions, but you've also then got a similar focus or a similar goal. And that one goal is to improve craft beer in Australia, you know, from everything from, uh, I suppose, the, 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 amount of, uh, the amount of money, the amount of revenue that's been brought in, but also um, understanding what needs to be done in the industry itself. Yeah. Now, let's get straight to it because I guess a lot of our uh, listeners and a lot of the readers of Australian Brews News uh, are possibly still wondering, is the war over or is it kind of like uh, a la 
1945 and we sort of got victory over Germany but we've still got Japan kind of you know to, to finish off it's it's a very interesting play um, we don't get a lot of uh, feedback at the moment about Akbar um, you know in our opinion um, I think Australia is really not big enough that we need two associations what we're really looking for is one association and we've done I suppose we've gone we've done our our bit to try and get the two groups to talk together which is CBIA and Akbar um, we haven't really got any any feedback from Akbar, and we haven't heard um, what's happening recently. I suppose our view is let's focus on what we believe CBIA needs to do, and um, whatever whatever stones are unturned or um, because of Akbar, then we'll 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 come come at that at a certain point. But at the moment, um, the the one industry body that's moving forward is um, CBIA. Um, I mean, the act the conference next year is one example of that. You know. We, we decided that um, really CBIA needed to stand on its own two feet. And so to have a conference over two days where the whole thing, it's not about, you know, I suppose about just about, um, you know, kegs and all those sort of things or malt and hops and which is great for, great, great for the industry. There's also other things that a lot of breweries need to know about or want to know about, you know, how is excise going? How do I, how do I improve my PR position? You know, how do I um, grow my business from where it is today um, to where it needs to be in five years' time? If, if you know, um, CBIA expect that the craft brewing industry at the moment is around 2%, um, we're expecting that in five years' time that it'll be around 5%. So how do you grow a business um, that's 2% at the moment to 5%? I mean, it means that every brewery around Australia has to look at their current steel current you know um fermenters tank space and so how am i going to double this so um it's a it's a quite a um an interesting time i think in in the in the industry itself and is it fair to say that uh, i guess the the contentious point or the or the sticking point was perhaps you know the definition and and the, the what cbia has come up with is what is an australian craft brewer a brewer based in australia producing less than 25 million liters of beer per annum the fact that it didn't have anything to do with multinational ownership or corporate, um, you know, structure, it, it really comes down to, I guess, it's about the beer. Is that kind of still a sticking point? Are there, are there, there are those on one side who say, yep, that's, I'm happy with that, and there are others who say, no, it should restrict um, to, you know, a, a more independent model? Uh, I think at the end of the day, you've got to look at, you know, Australia's not big enough. Our industry isn't big enough to say, yes, we'd like to include you and yes, but we won't include others. You know, if we're going to do some really important things at a at a, a national level, you know, um, i.e. excise or professional development or, you know, trade development, all those sort of things, you've really got to have um, people on the who are on the board and a part of your group that are, have have something to say and are able to drive some action part of, of, from part of this. Now, the way the board is structured is that um, you'll never find that one body, um, one big, big um, uh, corporation will have um, its view or it's, it's, it'll overtake the whole board because the board is made up of all the different segments that are in, the, in our industry, whether it be nano, whether it be... Um, uh, pub brewery, whether it be microbrewery and regional or etc. So to me, what we've got is a very, very strong balance that says, okay, everyone gets one vote, um, and so the whole thing then becomes, you know, what what do we want to do in the industry in Australia? 
Um, and it is all about the beer. Yep, yep. And, and look, I guess at uh, Radio Brews News and through Australian Brews News, we've sort of taken the uh, that standpoint as well that, that at the end of the day, it's not one group of beer versus another group of beer. It really should be beer versus, you know, wine and cider and everything else that's, um, uh, I guess, competing in the marketplace for the, the share of the, the, the seemingly dwindling, um, you know, community dollar, consumer dollar. Um, can we also maybe, while we're, uh, I guess, painting the picture, the, um, the Craft Beer Industry Association has sort of, I guess, divided um, its, its mission or its role into, I think, it's, is it five, five separate, um, if you like, subcategories? Yeah. Um, can we talk? It is. Yep. So we've got consumer awareness and education. Yes. We've got trade awareness and education. Uh, so that's the, the two, I guess, the two main sort of parts. Then, from an, an inside the industry um, perspective, we've got developing and celebrating the quality and diversity of craft beer. We've got, was it professional development? I think was another one. Yep, professional development. And, and then there's like uh, advocacy or um, uh, lobbying. What, what's the government liaison? Government liaison. Yeah. So who? Because um, a lot of the listeners to Radio Brews News will probably be familiar with the names involved who's who's um sort of ended up with what portfolio if you like who are the who are the ministers and what are their um their, uh, <laughs> their areas of interest yeah so um if we look at um uh government liaison and advocacy so um um from mubru um so we got owen um from mubru down in tasmania owen um in terms of professional development education we've got jane from two birds Yep. Um, developing and celebrating craft beer is Dave from Goat. Yep. Um, I look after trade development and education. Um, and um, Jeremy from Corowup in WA has consumer awareness and education. So what we needed to do was we've sort of said, okay, what are the five key, where, what we believe are the five key areas that to drive craft beer in Australia, what are the five key areas that we believe that need to be looked at? And they're the five areas. So each of us sort of said, Right, let's do a scope of works. Let's have a look at what we need to do and and put something into place. Um, if you look at the conference next year, the you know the twenty second, twenty third of May, um, we need to take elements of each of those and say, okay, how do we then bring it to the table and and try and develop the, the craft beer industry? Uh, you know, you know, Dave, for example, developing and celebrating craft beer. You know, Good Beer Week. Is, is flourishing. I mean, Good Beer Week, the one in Melbourne, went very, very well. But then if you look at you know, Eastern Seaboard, you look at you know WA, everyone's having Good Beer Weeks. And I think that's simply that, that's that's the way the nature of the industry is going. And everyone's really uh, excited that craft beer is actually taking a, and taking a foothold. It's no longer we know the, 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 you know the toes in the water. You know, the whole foot's in the water now and we're looking to start swimming. So I think it's very important that we look at other things. You know, try development. How do we get people who are new to a bar or are new to a bottle shop, how do we get them to understand that beer is not just a lager, that there are different types of, you know, a beer on the marketplace, beer styles? Um, so professional development, how do we look at our brewers and say, you know, how do we improve their own development? You know, there is no cert for in brewing. Um, you know, Ballarat do a great job in theirs, um, you know, but how do we continue their education? Um, and I think the biggest thing about what we're trying to do is bring a bunch of, you know, like-minded people together who are all interested in it in, in in the beer industry, bring them together, 
and um, build something around what they think it should be and be able to lobby government about excise. Now, why is a 50-litre keg cheaper excise than a 30-litre keg? You know, from an oh and issue, if you look at it, 50 litres is a lot harder to handle than a 30-litre keg. You'd almost think it would be the reverse. But again, it's all about you know, volume and all those sort of things from an excise point of view. But um, there's lots of different things on the table. Yeah, and it certainly seems like the, um, the, the crew has got their work cut out for them. Um, and, and of course, all beer lovers uh, wish you well in, in all of those in all of those goals. Um, on the prospectus, I think you listed that they're sort of, you're looking at, I guess, uh, you know, a glorious five-year plan kind of approach in, in terms of we're not going to try to uh, turn everything around by tomorrow morning. You've set realistic uh, sort of goals. How how important is it, I guess, to and, and look, not you know, sort of wanting um, to, to to create name or shame or anything like that. But have we now got, I guess, um, you know, a, a greater percentage of of um, you know brewers and stakeholders, if you like, on the one on the one team now, or is there still a bit of work to go in? Um, in, in I guess um, setting up a a model that that the if you like the other group can see and say, okay maybe they are doing the right thing we, we want to join. Is that kind of one of the more important uh, I, think um, I think there's, there's two things. The, the first thing is that, um, that I think the, there, are, there, are, there is a lot of work to still be done about getting members on board, members understanding, because the way the Australia, the way the Australian industry, beer industry was, was sort of divided up was um, most states had a state body. Um, in Victoria, we had VAMI. Um, yeah. And we, sorry, we still have VAMI, and it's really important to understand well what are the roles of VAMI versus CBIA. Um, is is VAMI going to become a state chapter of of CBIA? Well, no. Um, VAMI wants to stand on its own two feet as well, and 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 do some things. It's important for them for Victorian microbreweries. Um, if you look at what we're trying to do, I think. Um, I think you'll find at some stage that ACPA will sort of look at it and go, well, hang on, they're, they're, it is working. Um, there isn't the, the, uh, some of the concerns that they may have had initially um, that in from, from, you know, who we were including, who we weren't including, all those sort of things. I think that in time that as long as you get the runs on the board and people are seeing that, you know, that the industry is developing and is moving in the right direction, then I think that will also, you know, there will be a groundswell of people, and I think that you'll you'll get a board, and the CBIA will continue to grow in that in, in that vein, similar to the um the craft industry in America. You know, they have, you know, they have a board that it that, that represents all of the American craft craft industry. They don't have two, they have one, and everyone agrees with it. So they, the their their association is very very powerful. And and just on that, I think one of the most telling. Uh, quotes that I've heard uh, in the time that I've been involved with beer was um, over at the um, the Craft Brewers Conference run by the Brewers Association in San Diego um, in May this year, uh, and they were talking about uh, I think it might have been oh, I can't look I can't remember who it was but it, it, the quote was along the lines of we need to make sure that we remain a craft beer community rather than a craft beer industry 
you like. And, and, and I know, you know, there's semantics and all that sort of thing, but it really sort of, I think, hit home to everyone that that's what it is. When we're all, I guess, working for the same, we're still independent, we're still, you know, Mountain Goat is still in competition with, you know, Matilda Bay or with, with Feral or with MP Brew, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but we're all still working towards the same goal. And I, and I think that's probably an important thing um, overall, that, that that I'd love to see the the industry get to is that it, it remains a community. Oh, I think that the the community spirit. I mean, if you go to any event, um, you know, whether you go to Ballarat or whether you go to you know the, one of the uh, the the Victorian showcases up at um Fed Square, you know, if you if you go to you know you watch the you watch everyone setting it all up, everyone helps everyone out else out, and I sort of think that. You know, the way that we've always approached, well, Moynton's always approached it, is that, you know, you know, Red Hill is just around the corner. Well, they're, they're our ally. They're, they're the ones who we work with. Because at the end of the day, if we can have more microbreweries, then more people, more tourists will come down. There'll be, you know, there'll be beer tours, um, all these sort of things. To me, the, 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 we're too small still to be um, sort of inwardly focusing on just ourselves. We should be saying, okay, what are other industries doing? How are they developing? Why is wine growing to the size it's growing? I'm sure they've got a wet tax a little bit different than we've got, but um, why have they grown so substantially? Um, and uh, to me, the, the beer industry can learn from different ones, but at the same time, I think stand your own two feet and say, hang on, we're big enough now, or we know that we'll be big enough in the future that we're going to be part of something that's going to be very, very important in Australia. And I think if you look at go back and look at the history of beer in Australia, we're going back almost 100 years to when you used to have a microbrewery or a brewery in each postcode um, or the major postcodes. Um, and I think you're going back to that, well, what is beer? Um, why is beer different? You know, why are you paying different? Beer is not about dollar anymore, you know, price per unit per se. It's more about, you know, finding beer that you like that you think is worth buying, paying a little bit more for than going to getting a commercial beer. Yeah, yeah. And probably, I guess, a, a good showcase for, you know, a lot of the points that we've been talking about and something you've just touched on then. Uh, and it's just, the dates have just been announced today for the Craft Brewers Conference as part of Good Beer Week next year. What, what, can, um, what can punters expect to, to experience and see? Well, we've, we've looked at different. You know, we've actually thrown it back out to the group, um, and we're looking for um, different ideas. I suppose that you know, over a two-day period, what we're looking at, and we're looking, looking putting together, is an event that is isn't just about, I suppose, um, just about malt, hops, kegs, cider, and all those sort of things, which often gets tainted. Um, I think that what happens is that we need to look at, you know. How do we improve our return on investment if we purchase new tanks? How do we um, look at PR? How do we look at marketing? Um, how do we how do we grow um, into Asia? Uh, all those different things. I mean, finances. Um, you know, and then there's also the other side of it with IBD. Um, you know, how do we get our brewers um, understanding more about the beer styles, beer trends, and what's happening in what's happening in um, you know other markets around the world. So to me, I'd love to know, you know, to me, what's happening in Australia? Are we growing? Are we making inroads um, in terms of growth and development? Um, what's, what's the rest of the world doing? Um, to me, the, the conference needs to be tailored around what the industry needs, more about what commercially things people want to put in. 
So to me, it's got to be inwardly focused and saying, okay, let's have a look at what people would like rather than saying, well, who will sponsor it and who can we end? I mean, there are, there are great people who are also helping out the association, you know, people like, you know, Bintani, um, Beer and Brewer, you know, Beer Lovers Guide, those sort of things are all, they're all brilliant little things that go together. Um, it's to say, okay, but how do we utilise all different places and different sponsorship to say, okay, this is how it should work. Yep, and, and perhaps just on that, because a few of our listeners by now will hopefully have um, be interested enough to say, well, you know, how can I get involved? Obviously, you don't need to be a brewer to, um, and for the brewers, obviously, there is a an opportunity there to, uh, you know, pay a membership fee and be directly involved in the in the association. But for um, for the average punter out there, or perhaps someone who, uh, you know, is is involved in the fringes, perhaps hosts beer tastings, or is involved in, um, you know, bottle shop retail, you know, whatever it might be, um, how do they go about uh, about joining? Uh, well, in, in, term, in terms of joining, I mean, you can either, um, CBIA, there's a website. Um, so if you just go to the CBIA website, um, you can actually join there. Um, you can basically talk to any of the, any of the any of the board, the board is so accessible. I mean, you can ring any of us and email us, and we'll and we'll put you in the right direction. Um, so it the the actual conference is designed around not just brew, brewers, not just commercial. It's more about I suppose finding that balance between um, find that balance Jeez, that between. Yeah, find that balance between. to sign up already. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Come come on through. So I think the conference at the end of the day, you'll need to have a part for brewers, part for managers, part for business owners that can then sort of work out how it's all going to um, be sort of um, moulded together. No worries. And we're not talking sort of thousands of dollars for, for memberships. We're talking a couple hundred bucks to, to be involved. Yeah, it, and the, the, the membership, um, the, the it's all about volume. So to us, from a brewery point of view, um, the the bigger breweries they pay more money because they 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 have um, I suppose greater volume and greater greater um, funds coming through. The smaller breweries they pay less. So to us it's more about a balance. And you know you, you can go on and um, it's no it's not thousands of dollars that's for sure. Yeah, um, and you pointed out before I think so. Each uh, member when it comes to I guess you know uh, voting on the um, the direction and uh, you know various sorts of um, uh, debates that might come up. Yep. Because you're a bigger brewer, you don't get more votes for your for no. your membership. It's still no. it's still a one one member one vote. That's right, and we also need to look at you know when you look at um, I suppose ownership and say okay, well hang on, those people that that group also own this and they also own that as well. Um, they only have one vote. We don't want people always you know going in and saying well hang on, I've got three different subsidiaries, so therefore I get three votes. Well no, you get one vote. You're one group. Okay. Yep. And one last thing that I guess I wanted to to touch on before we let you go, Matt, is uh, you, you mentioned about the various state-based um, uh, brewing organisations. Is there a plan, I guess, to because obviously Vami has been fairly long established and and has a pretty good track record of, um, I guess, having its finger on the pulse and being you know uh, relevant to to what's going on in this state and obviously each different state's got different uh liquor licensing laws different uh, taxes different you know transport costs and, and all sorts of different variables is that still an important part that that wa have their own um if you like a, you know like a subset a set you know independent from um cbia to to do their if you like the day-to-day -day sort of stuff but that they have the support of a 
a national body? Is that is that something you want to sort of encourage or is that just something that's going to uh, just grow organically or wither on the vine, as the case may be, for, for one state to the next? Uh, I think it's going to change. It's going to be different from, from each state to um, the others. Uh, if you look at WA, for example, they've got a very, very strong... You know, they they um, have always been the biggest you know area from or biggest market from craft beer in Australia. They've got a very, very strong association and um, they, they, they want to continue to do things in WA that's important to WA. And I think that's, that, that's exactly what we want to do here. You know, it's, it's, I suppose, assist people that want to continue doing their certain things. I know BAMI want to stand, continue to do what they want to do that they think is important for Victoria. Um, so you, you support them in what they would like to do. But what we're trying to do is from a national body, um, look at the national industry and say, okay, what, what do we need to do and how can we then drive this but as part of that, we also need to be mindful that we've also got state chapters um, that we would like to develop organically over time. But we're also going to have associations that are going to be state-based and they'll always be state-based. So like um, the WA one is, again, is very, very strong and they'll continue to have a state, um, state association, which, again, I think that it's only going to be uh, to, the, to the success of the craft beer in Australia. Matt, I might just uh, step in there. You know, I, I'm... Uh looking at the the website and you, you you've obviously got a fee um to to join and that's a sliding scale does that what what does that money go towards you know is that resourcing to run the organization or is it resources to actually set up some of the and implement some of the the, the plans that you've got uh probably a bit of a bit of both uh, matt um in terms of the the, the the fees or the membership that you pay um they go into basically to look at um our you know our subcommittees and what we like like to do, um, you know, we also have Chris McNamara, who's a public liaison um, person as well, and he does a lot of work behind the scenes that you you don't get to see, I suppose, um, every day. Um, but what what it does, the funds actually provide a, I suppose, the vehicle that allows us to then do, you know, a conference. You know, a conference doesn't doesn't just run itself, and there's, there's a bit of money involved there. Um, but also, you know, how do we then, you know, for trade development education? Well, we're looking to put together. You know, a book. You know, to help our people with who are new to the industry. How do we then, you know, how do we then sort of say, well, where, where's the money going to come from? So membership. It's a non-profit, non-profit organisation. Now we're not looking to make, you know, huge money out of it. It's it's more about make the money that comes in will be used in to to develop the industry, um, whether it be in the sub chapters that we're or subcommittees that we're looking at, um, whether it be supporting Good Beer Week in Queensland, whether it be supporting you know, uh, um, other, other things that we deem to be important. When we, when we always meet at the board, we always discuss things, what's important to us and where do we should, where should we put the money. And I, I mean, I guess that's one of the things. I, I've, I've spoken to a number of the guys who have been involved uh, in various incarnations of state-based brewing associations and, you know, that they always seem to be very much dependent on who's running them at the time and they can be incredibly dynamic if you've got a very good president hands over and you know over a year or two or three or four or five they they can sometimes wind down and almost you know die from apathy and you know over the course of 15 20 years i, I keep hearing people saying oh look you know we, we had a great association but then you know something happened and with every one of the guys on the board uh involved in running their own brewery or running a brewery those resources and having someone like chris to pick up the you know, day-to-day operations and do some of the admin. I mean, that must be an important part of actually getting things going and keeping the organisation vital. 
Yeah, it's it's one thing that we always focus on. You know, we need to be moving each of our areas forward, um, and it is challenging because we, as you're you're right, we we all we all have our own business or brewing that we all need to be part of as well. So, you know, we're doing this because we love the we love beer and we want to see the industry and the association grow. So, you know, to, it's a bit of a you know a, a, a love that we you, you just put you put the time and effort into it. And you continue to, I suppose, focus your energy and focus areas that you believe are going to make a difference. Um, and so it's, it's, it is challenging sometimes, um, but having Chris on board as well, you know, helps out and, you know, everyone does their little bit. And I think that if you look at the, the, the board itself, um, and we're, oh, look, we're in place for two years, we're not in place for 15 years. Um, the board and the board will probably change its, change its look in about two years' time. It'll have different focus in two years. Um, but having Chris, uh, other people, you know, we got, we've got Jane from Two Birds doing contract. We've got Moo Brew, Owen. We've got you know, Brad, Stone and Wood. It's, it's one of those things. You've got Chuck from Han. Uh, Han. So it's one of those things where you just look at it and go, there are so many people, so many different views and opinions. All you try and do is bring them all together and harness them and actually go, right, here's the vehicle and let's, let's just go with it. Prof and I have talked about on the, the podcast before, you know, there's beer and then there's politics. Um, you know, one thing we all agree on is that we all love beer. Um, anyone listening to the podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, is into that, even if we uh, disagree on the politics of how to get there. So, you know, genuinely hope that however it, it comes together, whether there's one or two associations and if everyone's working for the for the same interests, that uh, we'll just see beer continue to, to grow and prosper. Exactly. Prof, mate, th- that was all I wanted to, uh, to say. Mate, that was beautiful, and it, it sounds like we've uh, tuned the guitar and stoked the coals of the uh, campfire yet again, and, and finished on a bit of a, a, a hold hands and sing kumbaya note. Well, so long as you we always sing. finish friends, you know, and uh, <laughs> we, 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 we've got a few where... Uh, it's stay, a, stay tuned, listeners. Yeah, it's a little, always a little bit more surprising with some interviews that you're friends at the end. <laughs> now, look... Uh, uh, in this particular instance, I think there's um, there's no hiding that, that um, both Matt and I, uh, as Australian Brews News and Radio Brews News, uh, regardless of, of um, you know friends, personalities, acquaintances, and and um, you know industry friends, uh, the the one thing that we do want to see as a as a group, I think, is beer moving in the right direction, and as we touched on before, um, striving together. Uh, as a category, as a brand, as a product, as as beer, uh, against, if you like, um, or, or you know, encouraging it as a uh, a worthy alternative to some of the other out there, and, and and hopefully, I think you know, today we've um we've been able to to shed a bit of light, and hopefully, for some of our listeners, we we cleared up some of the confusion and and answered some of the questions as to you know where things are at at the moment. And I think you've done that pretty well for us, Matt. No worries at all. Thank you for your time. Good great. on you, Matt. Thanks for that. No worries at all. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Matt. Oh, Prof, nice work on that interview. I'm sorry I uh, sort of stood back a little bit, but, uh, I, I, you know. That's all right. Did, did you get your homework done while I was uh, <laughs> carrying the load for both of us? I did get a little bit of the homework done, but I was uh, still listening in intently. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it's fascinating. And, you know, I, I, I don't know that you can wait. I made that comment about politics. You don't want to weigh in and, and, and create a political thing because... At the end of the day, so long as everyone's interested in beer, um, and it might surprise some of our listeners, but you know, I, I genuinely don't care. You know, if more people are drinking Carlton Draft or Forex or you know VB or Twoies or, or whatever, 
Um, the more people that are drinking those beers, the more people are going to be drinking craft beer. At the moment, the biggest challenge that beer's got is that there's, there's a, a, a rush from the, the, the category of beer to some of the other drinks. And, uh, you know, um, yes, we need a strong craft brewing industry, and yes, we need a strong voice um, for craft brewing uh, as well. But as I've written recently, the, the, the whole beer brand needs to be uh, fixed. So... Um, you know, the, the, the more um, people that are championing beer, the better. So, you know, I, I, I wish uh, CBIA good luck. And, uh, you know, it'd certainly be interesting to have a chat to the guys from the Australian Real Craft Brewers Association. Um, I think it's <laughs> ACPA um, at some stage as well, if they wanted to join us. Yeah, for sure. As I say, beer is a conversation. I think we've, um, we may have mentioned once or twice on this podcast uh, program uh, and to get another side of the story or a, a different opinion or yeah look okay you know there are there are different uh arguments different debates different sticking points i guess um Hope, hopefully never an argument um, prof <laughs> well Ro- know, robust discussion nature. robust discussion that's it that's it that's the word that's the term i was looking for <laughs> and look and and I think you, you touched on something then, and I'd like to, I guess, give us a bit of a, a little bit of a pat on the back. But things like the the, the beer writing bursaries, as well as the opportunity that Australian Brews News and uh, the Crafty Pint are giving on a national level to up and coming writers or people who, are, you know, otherwise might have you know 50 or 60 followers reading their blog, you know, once a month or whatever it might be, um, is certainly one way that we start driving beer, I guess, in the right direction and and, and helping to. If if not change the you know the accepted image of beer, certainly we're, we're given we're at least giving the 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 bogan um, uh, mullet. Uh, uh, we're at least trimming some of the split end. <laughs> no, look if, exactly, and, and you know, Crafty's uh, as we record this, Crafty is uh, touched down in New Zealand, and he was on the judging committee for the uh, New Zealand Brewers Association. Uh, beer writer of the year award which was a uh, fantastic yeah. uh, in, in institution and you know I, I think it's a, I don't know that you can have a magazine like ours or a, a blog like ours how you, you want to look at it um, running a beer writing competition because that's a little bit you know uh, I, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't get people who've uh, written for beer and brewer for example you you, you wouldn't get beer and brewer uh, nominating themselves for our awards because they already see us as major competition apparently um you know and so you you can't have an industry-wide awards if it's run by somebody like us for example we do have the bursaries as you noted to help some guys get published but hopefully um you know either or both of the uh brewing associations uh will sponsor a beer writing award um and you know it it might seem uh contradictory to what i said before about you know just wanting people to drink beer and hopefully uh, a lot of those will stick to craft beer. But you know that's one of my criticisms for the uh, brewing you know the, the Australian New Zealand Brewers Association, which is you know made up of the big guys and coopers, is that they're pretty much a lobbying group for their own self interest. They're not a group that has done anything um, for beer um, because ultimately they're competitors first, and uh, you know they I've described it in the past to you know, being like two kids fighting in the playground over, you know, over an ice cream and while it's melting. They they seem a little bit more interested in who's got the bigger market share, even if the overall market share is falling, uh, rather than actually doing anything to try and get people um, 
drinking beer regardless of who makes it. If they're not drinking their beer, they don't seem to care who, you know, what they're drinking. Um, and that's where the, 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 the CBIA and uh, hopefully ARCPA are dedicated to bringing people to the category um, and getting more people drinking uh, their, their product. And hopefully they'll, they'll sponsor a beer writing association because, or you know, a beer writing competition because, uh, or you know, we'd sponsor it if they'd run it. Um, because you know, one of the things I said when we set up the uh, beer writing bursary is the more people that are writing about beer, the more interest it will inspire in beer. You know, one of the reasons I got into craft into beer writing in the first place, um, you know, eight or nine years ago, was because I noticed I, I loved beer and I found it very hard to find anything about it. And that was the era before blogs. But it was when every magazine, and it seemed even the school newsletter, had somebody writing a wine column. Um, you know, every paper, every book, every magazine was yeah. dedicated to wine, but no one was writing about beer. Um, we yeah. just want more yeah. people writing about beer in all of its shapes and forms and philosophies and uh, packages. And how, how, how was that? How was that for what? The, what the froth? An impromptu what the froth? That, that, that was a pretty. That was a pretty what the froth delivered from the uh, from the soapbox. Exactly, exactly, mate. I did. You've done well. No, nothing if not preachy. Anyway, we we, we might uh, strike up the band and um, and sail exactly. these uh, lederhosen out of here. Uh, next week uh, we'll be talking about uh, Sydney Craft Beer Week because that's coming up soon, as well as Newcastle Craft Beer Week. Absolutely, um, that's 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 on the agenda for for next week. Notice how seamlessly we have slipped into regularity. I'm even <laughs> assuming people are listening to this now. As always, Prof, I, make no pro- <laughs> I make no promises that this will actually appear. Um, I, 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 I just have every well intention of having it be so. Just just, just fire up some lederhosen-laden um, inspiration uh, in order for us to carry on. I, I, I do make sure I get to the end of editing it just so I can hear the lederhosen. And here they come now. Prof, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, I, I am pleased that we are back and almost regular in a semi-official uh, sort of capacity. But uh, I, I do enjoy talking to you. Um, and I uh, love talking beer. Done. And done. Agreed. Take care, listeners. See you soon.